Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. What's up? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. Tully and Sarah. Hello, Sarah here. What's up? Not much, Tully. Just another week. Another week cruising along, living our best life. 100%. So um, the weekend that just passed, we had a beautiful weekend in Geelong watching our friend Rosa at a nice little business get together, which was cool and very inspiring. And we had a baby shower, so it was kind of an eventful, fun friend weekend. I actually can't tell you the last day that I haven't had something on. I know. I was saying that to my mum the other day. I was like, I'm dying for like a full weekend, not just one day, a Saturday and a Sunday where I have nothing on. I'm yeah. so tired. I'm sure we'll get plenty of them over winter though. So yeah, make well, that's true, true. So you've got, you do have to make the most of it. But um, we have another business episode on today, which was a really, really Great chat. We had Ali Clark, who is the CEO and founder of One Day Blades. Which was an amazing story. And how we came about her was you saw her on TikTok. Exactly. It's no lie. I spent a lot of time on TikTok. And uh, I saw Ali come up on my For You page. And um, I always love watching, you know, women in business, well, especially women in business. And I think she drops a lot of really great business advice, business bombs. And I can't remember what story it was that attracted me to her, but I'd seen her pop up a few times and I was like, okay, this, she's like, cool. I want to follow her and, you know, watch her journey. So she has a product called Bondi Blades. If you haven't seen them on TikTok or Instagram, it's basically a pink blade that, um, defuzzes the fuzz off your face. And the funny thing is I've been getting this done at the skin boutique in Alwood. No shit. I reckon for like three to four years. And I just think it's great to have a product like Bondi Blades that is you just... You can access at home. Exactly. Yeah. Because, um, you know, services like that aren't cheap. But and fair great. to say with lockdown where you couldn't go and get this done at a facial place, is that what you call it? You can like, tell, a boot, like a skin boutique. You can tell I don't go get <sighs> facials. But during lockdown, people couldn't utilise this dermablading. Service, so yeah. Ali with all the brain she has, um, her little side business took off and thrived and now she is stocked. I can't remember off the top of my head how lot. many stores, but the last two years this woman has just been a powerhouse, left her full-time corporate gig. She worked in banking. Yep, and now has just put. Do you know what I loved about her too is she was a in a full-time job at the Commonwealth Bank. A mum. Yeah, and a mum and doing this on the side. Yeah. And then obviously it got very big, very quick. Thank you. I think a lot of her success does come down to two things, TikTok, maybe a few things, TikTok. She was very passionate. Yeah. And lockdown. Very lucky. And um, 
yeah, it's a really cool story and very inspiring. And if you are wanting to start a business, uh, definitely listen to this episode because it's just inspiring. It'll make you want to start, you know, go and register that ABN and start a website. <laughs> 100%. Anyways, so should we get straight into the episode? Let's jump in. And shout out to Ali, who is the most hospitable person oh, I've yes. ever met. Tally and I went to her place. We just to had lunch too. Record. And the beautiful. Italian lady she is, had a full spread for us, so I was in heaven. Yeah, she, thank you so much for that. That was amazing. But, yes, I think we should just get straight into the episode with some business bangers. I hope you guys enjoy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with all your friends. Bye. Ali, welcome to Curious Conversations. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Tully. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, my God. We're so excited. So we're the first podcast you've been on. You are. I'm quite nervous, but I'm really excited to have a chat with you girls. Yeah, no, don't be nervous. Like I said before we started recording, I even get nervous before recording these. So I'm like, oh, but it's all good. How are you going anyway? Yeah, I'm really good. And yourselves? Yeah, good. I'm good. We're like excited to hear about your journey so far. And obviously, I follow you on TikTok. That's where I found you on TikTok. I <laughs> love platform. Yeah, amazing. And obviously, that's going to be a big part of the conversation, I feel like, as well. But I found you on TikTok and you've Tully, got… Tully forwarded me yeah, a message, a video, one of your videos and was like, we need this lady on the podcast. Yeah, because one of your videos, I was like, it's something that we're trying to concentrate at the moment. And I saw you put up the video about the influencer app thing on Shopify. Yeah, yeah. The- yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, okay, this lady, we need to have you on. So it's great. (laughs) So can we just before you obviously run a business and stuff like that, and we'll get into it in the podcast. But can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, definitely. I mean, where do I start? I grew up in a small country town Mm -hmm. in Yarrawonga, back up on the Murray River, and growing up on the farm. I guess, and it was funny. I was only looking back on this the other day that. I really hate using the word entrepreneur or business owner. It's really still a bit confronting for me to use that word. But uh, I was looking back to my childhood and thinking I've always had that hustle in me and I wanted to leave the farm. I never want to be stuck in that small town. And I I went from, you know, selling cow manure um, at the local market oh, to save up for a saddle for my horse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like we – I grew up through a really bad drought where my parents nearly lost our farm. Oh, it was shit. really hard time and you know there were the kids that obviously had parents that had jobs and could afford to buy their you know saddles and good things for mm. their horses and mum and dad said look we can't afford it right now and I thought well I just I just want a new saddle because yeah. the one I had was so bad so out there bagging up cow manure and got mum and dad to take me to the market and sold it and I think I got about 50 bucks oh wow but, you know that gave me some money that was a lot of money at the time to go and buy not the saddle I wanted but I still got something new so yeah. I, you know it was then I was like wow you know I could make money doing something myself um, so that kind of was in me then and uh, I moved to London when I was 18 or 19 and when I was over there, it was when sort of the internet was just getting started Yeah. and I was thinking of ways to make money over there because everything was so expensive. It was when it was mm. like $1 to $3 and I want, it was the time when I was like, oh, I love nice clothes and things but, God, they're expensive. So I would go to these things over there called a car boot sale mm-hmm. And find there was like Ted Baker, Karen Millen, these like back in the day English brands that could sell for quite a lot. And I would buy them really cheap secondhand and then sell them on eBay. So I would be flipping clever. Clothes. If I didn't want to wear them or I wore them once, then I would sell them yeah, on yeah, eBay. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of got that um, idea of making money online then. Um, then it wasn't until probably 
three or four years ago, I did drop ship. My first sort of Shopify experience was I did drop shipping. Yeah. Uh, I did like it was fast fashion yep. because I was buying a lot of my outfits from AliExpress. Yeah. Yes. Instead of paying $100 or something onshore, I was buying it for 20 over there for myself. And everyone's like, where do you get your clothes? I'm like, I just order them online from China. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, hang on a minute, why don't I start selling the clothes? Because everyone loves the pictures I yep. take in these outfits. So I started that. Um, but that was quite challenging because you've got no real control over the packaging and things like that. So that was a really good learning experience to learn how to use Shopify uh, and sort of start running a business while trying to work as well. Then I kind of went quiet on the, I was like, oh, I don't really have any other ideas until, yep. um, yeah, Bondi Blades eventuated. Um, and long story short, uh, how it all started was back in 2019 when I was pregnant, I was going and having dermaplaning facials Same. in the salon. Yep. And I'm laying there thinking I'm about to go on maternity leave. Once my maternity pay runs out, I'm going to have to be living off my savings. I can't be spending 150 yeah. bucks a fortnight on someone basically. Let's be honest. It is shaving your face. Shaving your yeah. face. Yeah. So I thought, hang on, maybe I can find the tool myself somewhere online to do Clever. it at home and then I won't have to be paying $150 mm-hmm. a fortnight and I can still do this and, you know, I won't be hairy anymore while I'm pregnant. And I found a few suppliers and sourced some samples and then found some I liked and I just ordered a box full thinking, yep, you know, I'll be able to use these. And then I was like, hmm, maybe I could sell them. Wow. You know, the, I had that light bulb yeah. I'm like, sure, there's other women that don't want to pay $150. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, to have a facial. Yeah. Um, for, and it was literally 15 minutes in there and out. For someone to do it. It's the quickest. It I've is, never yeah. had it done. Yeah. Before well, we're going to change yeah. that. <laughs> Before you keep going, I just wanted to let you know, I had been doing that at salons, like for ages. I put up on Instagram, like, oh my God, this is amazing. What is this? I'm like, oh my God, it's the best treatment to get rid of fluff. But you're right. $150 for a treatment that's like literally 20 minutes and nothing really else. Like maybe moisturize your face and yeah. leave. It's a brilliant idea. So when you looked up on searching for the blade and stuff. Was it a common product that you found online? It was a common product that I found overseas, but not really anywhere in Australia that I could get it at the time. And that's when I kind of had that moment when I thought, okay, it's not readily available here. I've found somewhere I can get it that makes a good quality blade that I'm happy with. Mm -hmm. Let me try and market it. And I was terrified and I was like, I'm not going to let anyone know this is my business. I'm, you know, I'm Oh, wow. A little bit embarrassed, I guess, trying to start a business because you don't know if it's going to be a failure of course, or not. Yeah. And I thought the first thing is obviously what, what is your business name? And I, I get a lot of people on my TikTok saying, oh, you're not even from Bondi. Why would you call your business that? Well, it's my favourite place to go for a holiday. I love yeah. Sydney. It, it's somewhere I love going. And it just kind of had a catchy ring to it, yeah. Bondi mm-hmm. Blades. And it, you know, it just looks Iconic. Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's Aussie and, you know, Aussie glowing skin. So mm-hmm. I, all these things were fitting. I was like, that's what I'm going to call my mm-hmm. business. And for six months, I was marketing it through basically Instagram to start with um, and no one knowing it was my you, business. Yeah. And the then, pandemic had started at this stage or not? No, it hadn't no? started yet. Oh, yeah. It was, I had my child and I was on maternity leave and I was being, I was a bit bored because I wasn't was at home with her and not all they stimulated. Do is, no, because all she would, which is great, I guess, but all she yeah. would do is eat and sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, what do I do in my spare time? Mm-hmm. I'm not at work. I, I need to do something. Mm-hmm. So I started to get more into that and get the Canva app and yeah. all that. And then um, I went into lockdown. Okay. And it all started to take off. I catfished someone who was one of my friends at the time and she was a bit of an influencer and I sent her the products. And she used them and then I, my phone was pinging. I had nine sales in a space of about an hour and I was like, oh, my God, 
That worked. Yeah. So your did. friend didn't know it was oh, you. No. I just got yeah. goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. So that was really funny. Yeah. Uh, and then when I told her, she's like, no way. Like, um, yeah. So I, yeah, I catfished her. I actually like that. That's um, a great yeah. idea. Yeah. yeah. And then I started to get more confident with it after uh-huh. I seen sales and then I had some other influencers reach out and, um, the, the most exciting thing for me, I guess, was when I was still in my infancy of it was um, Innes, who was on Maps. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. She reached out and, for the products and I was so grateful because I was like, wow, you know, people like this don't just contact yeah. little known brands. And she uh, got the product, she used it, she gave it a great review on her story and then I got like about 30 sales from it. It was Far just out. phenomenal and I, I was just so blown away. Like I was so grateful that she yeah. did that and she's been a real advocate of my brand. I'm yeah. so grateful that, you know, she – came to me at, in its infancy and from there it just kind of took off because we were in lockdown for so yeah. long and uh, then people I people couldn't go to the salon exactly. to get it done yeah and then they just started to sell because mm-hmm. more people were buying them and sharing them and as I got more confident with the marketing and things like that I started to um, dabble on the TikTok and that's yep. where it really took off yeah I was showing behind the scenes packing orders giving tips how to use it all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff and it just started to escalate. And then I think I had one or two TikToks that went like kind of viral mm-hmm. and I would get all these orders. And then people started to see me as someone that they would ask for help. And I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm still really new to this. Yeah. But uh, people could see what I was doing and wanted to learn from me. So we kind of, you know, developed this little group on like TikTok yeah. of small business owners that would be sharing tips and we'd tag each other and, and oh, I love help that. each other. And it was yeah. this really good community we developed over lockdown to yep. support each other with our yeah. businesses and follow each other's oh, journeys. So yeah. it, without that tool, I don't think my business would have grown as much as it has, to be honest, because it, also with the ads as well, I got into the, fa- uh, sorry, Facebook ads, TikTok ads yep. really early on yep. when they were just launched. I, I'd literally logged into my Shopify one morning and in the news feed it came up about try TikTok ads and get $200 yes. ads. And yes, it like, still comes up, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, right, I need to get onto this because I think this could be something valuable. Amazing. And without even really understanding back-end ads, the first ad I actually ran was a conversion ad, which is totally apparently wrong. (laughs) You're supposed (laughs) to run traffic, then conversions. But I ran this um, conversion ad and just went nuts. What was the video? Did you, the terminology, spark a video? Yeah, I did. I did a spark ad um, just for conversion from an existing post. Yeah. And it just went crazy, like, and it just took off from there and it everyone started to follow my journey as yeah. well and want to be a part of it. Yeah. And, yeah, it was just really, really amazing, the, the TikTok journey and just continually sharing on there to grow the business. Yeah. We're finding that with a lot of small business owners this year that they're contributing a lot of their success to TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's right. That's what I love about your TikTok as well. It is more behind-the-scenes stuff and obviously we're business owners mm. and I've learned like, numerous things off your video. So I think it's amazing. Do you think if we hadn't have gone into lockdown that it would have taken off as much? Absolutely not. Yeah. I, I feel my business was right thing, right time. Yeah, 100%. Because the beauty industry shut down. Yeah. To, to begin with, I, once I started getting traction on TikTok, mm-hmm. I did have quite a few uh, salon owners and people start to get the ump with me um, about promoting it because – they really? were, you know, they were, and you know, it was really challenging for them that their business was shut down. But then I thought, yes, I feel your pain, but I've you, you could have pivoted to do something online course, through the true. beauty too. So of you course. can't be mad at me for coming up with this yeah. idea. That's, yeah. 
it's what happens in the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I do believe had we not had lockdown, it probably wouldn't be as successful. Mm-hmm. But now uh, post-lockdown, it, it's the success is continuing because retailers are taking it on because they see that post-lockdown people still want to save money and do things themselves and do them at home um, as to pay, you know, 150 bucks to have it done by Mm. someone else. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah, it was just literally I think it was a, you know, a combination of things. It was the lockdown, uh, the TikTok, you know, all those things aligning at the right time. 100%. So when you, you know, started Bondi Blades, did you only want to sell online or did you have, because I know you have quite a few stockists now, was your business plan to get into stockists? Honestly, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. It, I had worked um, in the finance industry for uh, 20 years. Yeah. Mm. And I wanted to learn business but just have something on the side as a hobby that I could use as an outlet for mm-hmm. my job because my job was very demanding, very stressful, really loved it. Yeah. Uh, but it was more, I guess, the idea of having a hobby that could make me some cash on the side. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I didn't really have that vision. It's not very entrepreneurial, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, yeah, I didn't really foresee how big it could get. Yeah. Uh, but as it went along, I started to think, okay, hang on, there's a possibility that this could be bigger. And then when like small retailers started asking for it in their stores, like after lockdown, like lash salons and things yeah. like that um, would come to me and say, can we order some wholesale? I was like, yeah, amazing. No yeah. worries. And I started like little small wholesale orders and it just kind of grew from there. Amazing. And then my vision changed and as I learned more and got more confident, I started to believe more in the power of how big the business could actually could be. be. Yeah. yeah. How big do you want the business to be? I saw a TikTok on this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the end goal is definitely um, the CEO of like Chic, Bic or Gillette yeah. is going to come to me and buy my business. That's, oh, my God, amazing. That's where I want it to be. Mm. Um because, you know, there's only so far I guess I can take it. You really yeah. need to to go to that huge extent, level, yeah. level extent. You, you need someone, big power player 100%. like that, to come in and, you know, offer you the money and yeah. happy days. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's definitely an, my end goal. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think it's a good idea to have those end goals. Like we have a similar goal with our business as well. You have to because then you're working towards that. I just have a question. You said you worked in the finance industry for a while. When did you – you weren't still working when you had the baby, were you? Not your baby. No, I'd gone on so, maternity leave. Okay, so you, because yes. I was, was going to say, was there any point of your career where you were doing both? Yes. Oh, there I, was? There was. I went back uh, after, only after six months of maternity leave. I was so, like, anxious to yeah. work that I, I said to my, I rang my boss and I said, I really need to come back to yeah. work. Even yeah. if it's part-time, I need to do something because yeah. I was very fortunate in that I could still work from, I'd worked yeah. from home four years in that role before having her anyway. So okay. Um, I could come and go. I had a corporate car. It was it yeah. was a great job and, you know, very grateful for yeah. that. Um, but, uh, yeah, at, there was a point where I was doing both, um, but it got to the point where I was like, I have to choose. I have to choose and it's either do this for another 20, 20 years with this on the side or just give it up or take that leap. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to my boss about it and they were really good. They said, why don't you just take some of, you know, because I had so much leave up my mm-hmm. sleeve. I said, just take some leave first and see how you feel after a couple of months. So I did that and it got close to the time of going back and then I was like, no, no, this really? is for me because in that three months that I, I took some uh, long service leave, that's what happens when you've been somewhere so long, yeah. you've been couple of leave, and it really gave me an opportunity to just focus 24-7 on my business. Yeah. And once I seen the difference in uh, 
revenue and outcomes and what I could do on the business when I could focus solely on yeah. that. It was incredible. The, unbelievable. Yeah. So the decision was easy Yeah. Um, to say, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Now. I'm going to actually really be my own boss, take control of my day, not report to anyone. And Best feeling ever. Oh, yeah. I know. Best it's feeling amazing. ever. So what do you think like your probably number one challenge, I'm going to ask two questions here, number one challenge starting the business and number one challenge you've had so far in the business? So the number one thing, I guess, when I was starting the business, the biggest challenge for me, because I'm not from a marketing or mm-hmm. design background, mm-hmm. was trying to get packaging right yeah. and marketing and colour palettes and things like that. That was a real challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it took me three goes to get my product to where I wanted it to be from multicoloured handles to plastic handles to where all different, like I played around with all the different mm-hmm. samples I had and it, it just took me so long to get where I wanted to be from the beginning yep. just because I didn't understand the process. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that was really challenging for me. Like you see some businesses just launch and they've got everything looks perfect <laughs> yeah. from yeah. day one. Yeah. Um, now I, with the skills that I've learned, I guess I could launch another yeah. business knowing how to set it all up with the, the packaging, the design, mm-hmm. the aesthetics, all that. But for me that was a real challenge because yeah. I'm, I'm not design-minded. Um, so that was huge. Uh, and since the business has been going, I guess up until I went into retail, the biggest challenge for me was people coming out and doing the same thing. Yeah, yes. copying. Because yeah. I found on TikTok, uh, I start every other day, probably three or four months after I started really taking off on there, I'd open my screen or someone would send me send something. You, yeah. And there would be another one and another mm. one. And I'm like, this is good because it means there's a market for it. Yeah. But my feed was flooded with it and then I found my ads weren't working as much because everyone got it because it was kind of self-defeating behaviour because I wanted to share because I'm I'm a very, sometimes I can be an oversharer and I was really passionate about how good TikTok was working for me that I wanted to share it with all the other small business people. But I then gave all the tips and tricks away as to how to set up the traffic, how to set up the ads. And everybody was just like, here we go. Here, it's all served up on a platter for us. We'll just copy what she's done. Literally like a free mm. consultant. Basically, yeah. I was, yeah. So um, that that was really hard to yeah. deal with. But it just, I guess, motivated me more to be like, I was the original. I'm the yeah. first. I've just got to push harder. I've got to go further, take it further. So then I just was all in on influencers. I was just pushing my brand out everywhere. And then, yeah, lo and behold, it paid off because I had a um, – distribution company contact me to say we want to take your product to retail and amazing I was just like they approached you yeah wow exactly yeah because yeah. I, I wouldn't have even known how to do it. find yeah, someone yeah, or do yeah, that yeah, or yeah. instigate that yeah. so um yeah that was amazing because the, the CEO of the company his wife was actually Using ordering it. my product oh. from Shopify oh. and she wow. had said to him why is this not in the supermarket oh, I love that and it it's was so just yeah. yeah and I was just like are you serious like I really didn't at the beginning believe what he could do. Yeah. I was like, is this a joke? Like, and then it wasn't until a couple of months later when we'd finally got everything, all the ducks in line and it was in a store. And it was funny because we we're in, still in lockdown when it went into retail. The first couple of um, pharmacy chains at the time to put it in were actually in Queensland. So oh. one of my beautiful friends, Colina, that lives up there, she drove like 40 minutes to oh, this stop. pharmacy to film the product stop. out. It was just that's and a good friend. I was crying because I'm like, I get to see it through her eyes as well. So it was a good experience to share with a friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and then the first time I finally seen it in store was, yeah, down here. So, oh, yeah, That's such a crazy. nice feeling when you see your product in a store. I just want it just because I can relate, both of us can relate to when good things happen in business and stuff. I just want to ask you a question because I know we don't really do it. When something like that happens, do you sit with it and like really sink it in or are you like forecasting for the future already? Do you celebrate? Yeah. The win? Do you celebrate the wins? Yeah. Every day you've got, you got your little wins and your. Big do you celebrate wins, yeah. them? I do. Yeah. That's good. That's at a really good start, quality to have. Yeah. yeah. At the start, I was a bit. Um. After I sat with it when my friend went in the store, mm. um, I was a bit emotional. Then I was like, oh God, this is happening. I, it was actually, I think, more imposter syndrome. I felt oh. like, is this me? You know, I really am supposed to still be working in the bank. You know, I, I almost felt like. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not me. Yeah. Well, I had to go through that process, which yeah. I thought was strange. But then, yeah, I did start to celebrate. That's good. Um, but still not go crazy or anything. Like my husband's like, are you going to buy something? Whatever. I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I said, I just i am going to be calm mm-hmm. and take it all in and enjoy it and then we'll focus on what store goes in next. Yeah, like, that's a really good quality because yeah. I find a lot of people in business don't do that. You're always thinking of the next thing and then you look back and you're like, oh, my God, I didn't even – did that happen? Like I didn't yeah, even think. Like exactly. It, yeah, that's a good quality. How were well, you were speaking about copycat products and brands? How do you deal with that? Because I know it's something that we get quite a bit <laughs> with products too, and it gets to tell you a bit more. Yeah, and you just gotta. What do you do with it? So for me, the hardest one was when they had literally copied a vector tracing of me. No. It was like copy your homework but make it look different kind of thing. I had to send them a a cease and desist. Um, A local Australian brand? Yeah. Oh, no. Because it was literally identical and Mm. I was like, this is my actual, I I paid for this artwork and you've just copied it and flipped it. Yeah. It's the worst. And, yeah, that was, but it was, at the end of the day, all you've got to do is think, you know what, I don't want to be nasty. They're trying to do something as well. I've got to think, you know, I've actually inspired someone to go and have a go at something as well. Um, and all it does is at the end of the day, give my product more validation that mm-hmm. someone thinks, yep, that's a good product. We might be able to do it cheaper or mm. different or there's a market for it. Mm-hmm. So if you had no one copying your business. You're not doing well. You're not doing <laughs> yeah. that well really, are you? Yeah, because, true. for example, look at, you know, what other products are out there like. Um, Mia Slick Stick. Yeah. Slick stick. Yeah. yeah. Mia has so many people copy, mm. but we all know she's the OG. Yeah. yeah. You know? Exactly, and exactly, exactly the same with your brand. That's yeah. brand yeah. validation yeah. for her. Like, you know, yeah. we all know she's the OG. Yeah. And everyone else is, you know, not authentic like yeah. hers, but it's brand validation. It means there's a market for your mm-hmm. product. Uh, and yeah, with my category too, now that there's others coming out, it, it's also good for retailers as well, because if retailers can see other people online trying to sell a similar or, or same product, they know that there's a need for it. Yeah. yeah. So they think we need this product in our store. Yeah. Uh, and we've got and they the original. Know you as the yeah. Yeah. So it's true. Exactly. I, I want to pick your brain a, a bit of marketing and content. Um, when it comes to content, how do you plan it out, especially working with influencers? Do you want to reach a certain amount of influencers a week to create content for you or what? So with my content, uh, sorry, which content do you mean, like uh, Instagram or TikTok? Both. Both. Either or. So my TikTok content, to be honest, is more sporadic. I like that. I will be, I'll wake up in the middle of the night because I will have had a thought. I'll write it down in my notes and, you know, I'll go back to it in a couple of days and go, yep, that was an idea I had or I will 
be out somewhere and have an idea, film something and then park it. I don't really have a plan, if I'm honest, for my TikTok. It's just as stuff comes to me. In lockdown, I did get a little bit kind of um, write stuff down, but I found it's the more sporadic, spare of the moment stuff that does better Mm because you're more authentic than if you're scripting something. Um, In terms of my Instagram, um, I have a photographer send me product uh, product photos every month and that just gets... uh, uh, Placed oh, place out Place on the yeah, yeah. Uh, Canva. Sorry, I was having yeah. a look yeah, then. No, that's okay. Uh, and I've just uh, recently put a girl on that's making story sets for me. Oh, yeah, amazing. So that's something less that I have to do. Yeah. Um, and that's, I guess, planned out. We'll have a meeting each week and say what we want on the feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of influences, I don't – in lockdown I was having one a week, like I was flat out. Mm. Yeah. But at the moment I'm in the process of moving away from Australian influences to looking for international yeah. mm-hmm. because – you can't grow your business by using the same audience mm. over again. Oh, yeah, nah. uh, As great as they are and the content you get, you know, phenomenal, I'm now going to that mm-hmm. international space to yep. find people. It's a yep. bit challenging. Uh, but, it, yeah, when I engage them, you know, I look at the stats, but sometimes it's not about the stats. It's about the quality of content you're going to get. Yeah, because you can reuse it. Yeah. You can yeah. reuse it and it's brand validation too. Like there are some great influencers out there um, who drive a lot of sales, mm-hmm. who I've used a couple of times. There are others that I won't use again purely because I didn't get the result. Mm. I spent a lot of money on them. Mm. And it's hard. It's hard. Like you've got the great content and you can say, yes, X, Y, or Z is use Bondi Blade. Yep. Mm. But, you know, people don't realise that sometimes you, you're paying, you know, $2,000 for 30 seconds of content mm. and you're not getting anything back on that. I was going to say, do you have a figure of a return on your investment with the influencer that you like to hit? Like if you spend 2000 do you want to make 6000 off in sales off them? Uh, the bare minimum for me is to break even, yeah, is to get the feedback. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, anything else is a bonus. Yeah. Um, I never said oh, I need to get this many. Yeah. Um, as long as I can get make back, money back, make my money Agreed. back as a bare minimum, anything yep. else to me is a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Who would be your most powerful influencer in Australia so far? My most powerful is the beautiful Lizzie Sobanoff that was on oh, Maths. Oh, wow. Lizzie is phenomenal. She's really, really? yeah. She was so passionate thought, about my product. Really? Oh, that's sweet. Does she, she have a history in beauty? She does. She's a makeup artist. Yeah, so she, yeah, 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 it fits yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Her makeup always looks unbelievable. Yeah. I'm like Lizzie. I need you to be my makeup artist uh-huh. when you come to Melbourne. Yeah. So she has promoted me three or four times now. I think I'm you know, always happy to continue working with her because yeah. she creates authentic content too. It's not scripted. Mm. She just, it's like when you're watching her sell, you're my, when I watch, sorry, when I watch her sell my mm. product, it's just like I'm sitting across from one of my friends talking about oh, this great good. product they've used that they want me to try. Yeah. It's not, oh, I've got this and I've got to sell it and this is what it does. Like it's, yeah. yeah. Oh, She's good. definitely the best. So I really recommend her. Okay, yeah. yeah. Look, one thing that people in businesses probably don't might overlook a little bit is acquiring new customers and retaining oh, customers. Yeah, what do you do to retain customers? So in terms of my retention, mm. I send out every couple of months a personal email to like an EDM mm-hmm. to my customers to thank them and just give them a bit of an update about me, not a like a sell wow. email. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people write back saying, oh, thank you. It's good to hear from you. I love your product. Um, some probably just unsubscribe. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like to connect with them that way and I find that's good retention. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. And obviously always if they're an existing client, they always will get a discount because um, mm-hmm. I have a subscription service as well. So okay. if they subscribe, to get a pack sent out every 60 days, mm-hmm, they get yep. a discount. 
Yeah. But I will, yeah, with the existing customers, yeah, I'm always like to stay in contact with them and, yeah, yeah just send a personal message from me as the owner every now and then mm. just to, yeah, let yeah. them know that they are a customer and they're valued. Because uh, we talk it quite a bit, we talk about it quite a bit in business. It costs a lot more, say, with advertising paying influencers to acquire a new mm, customer 100%. than it does yeah. to retain a new customer. Exactly. Well, an EDM, what, they're free basically. Yeah, free. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't cost you a lot and it's, you know, it's a nice warm fuzzy feeling to get an email from someone who actually owns the business. Oh, yeah, 100%. Do you find Instagram and TikTok, obviously I know you said TikTok's powerful, but would you, if you had to focus on one of them, would it just be TikTok? It definitely would and I'm not sure if you had noticed but after lockdown, I actually split my TikTok in two. Okay. Mm. I originally, my TikTok that you're following now uh, was called Behind Bondi Blades. Oh. Yeah. But then it was just so focused on my business that I felt I couldn't share anything about me as a person yeah, and yeah, my yeah. life and I, I wanted to share who I am as well. So after lockdown, I changed it to my name and I started a new one just for the business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I've found uh, still... People are more interested in my personal yeah, story and, yeah. and the journey behind running a small yeah. business um, than have a business having a TikTok yeah. page. So I used the um, TikTok that I made for Bondi just to run the ads and the traffic when I'm yeah. having a campaign and things like that. But I get the most engagement on the personal yeah. one and that's where most of my focus at the mo- moment is. And a lot of the retailers that have recently signed with us have said um, the reason we've taken you on as well is we've seen how powerful your TikTok was and there's a lot of articles. I was really grateful to work with TikTok um, on a business level. They had me in one of their seminars to mm-hmm. speak. And then off the back of that, there was a lot of um, press and articles oh, about my yeah, success yeah, yeah, on TikTok. Yeah. Wow. And because the retailers are still, I guess, new to advertising on there, bringing a business into their retail space that's established, established on, TikTok. on yeah. TikTok and knows how to market to people on there, they love it. Because um, Instagram is, I guess, the aesthetically pleasing, mm. everything has to look perfect, whereas your TikTok Be more raw. is raw, people connect with it more and people enjoy seeing that growth of a business mm. as well. It's inspiring to people. Yeah. And especially Australian retailers, they want to see an Australian story. You know? Of course, yeah. 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 So in other words, if you're listening to this and run a business and you don't have TikTok, like you, need to you get as on a business now. owner <laughs> and a brand, you need to get on there ASAP. Um, do you, I can't remember who we were talking to the other day. I think it was an interview or something else. They were talking about TikTok and they get a lot of trolling. Do you get yeah. trolling on TikTok? I was shocked because this was a brand. Mm. Well, who was that? Yeah. I actually can't remember who it was. It was someone we interviewed and they were like, the trolling we get on TikTok is insane. In lockdown, it was quite bad. Um, but, you know, there's always going to be people that will say something negative, but you, you've just got to realise you can't take it to it's heart. It's them like, too. It's not you. Yeah. It's like shit. imagine sitting at home behind user 24783 yeah. Steve. <laughs> Seriously. With no profile, profile photo, picture. No posts. Sitting there going, oh, she's ugly. You look like a man. These are things I'd get on mine. Or, wow. oh, this is, you know, this is a shit business. Or, you know, the things you get, you just think, okay, Steve, back, you know, back yeah. in your box. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's nothing. People can take it personally. And, yes, there are times when sometimes think, oh, my God, I'll take so if I'm having if bad day, a bad day yeah. and then you're, I read yeah, a, a human. troll quote yeah, yeah. it's like, God, maybe I am ugly or look this way or whatever. But I'm like, no, I'm not. That's just a reflection of that yes, person's yeah. situation and their space in life mm-hmm. that they're in. Um, but, yeah, it's just really sad that there's so yeah. many trolls on there. I didn't realise it was that bad. 
I didn't tell the yeah, person that we both can't remember. I know. That's all, <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I have a question about the product because obviously I'm quite ignorant, have never done it. Sarah's very different to me. Yeah. I'm like very beauty. <laughs> I'm like influenced by everything where Sarah's just like, wash my face. But I know one of our best friends, she's also asked this question. How does it actually work and how does it not grow back thicker? So fluff on your face. Great question. So the the hair on your face is different to your body hair. Mm -hmm. It's called this is called vellus hair, the peach fuzz. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been scientifically proven that it cannot grow back thicker. Now I'm hairy wog. Look, me too. That's why this is why I'm asking this question. Like I'm not even a wog. I am. I shaved my arms with a razor. And that they grow back thick yeah, hair because yeah, it's, yeah. the hair's totally different. different. This is fine, baby, smooth hair. Mm-hmm. And removing it with the razor just gives you that dolphin skin underneath and it just does, it grows back the same. Like, do you want to feel my face? It's like <laughs> a yeah, baby, actually. like yeah. baby skin. Yeah. Okay. That's like, I haven't done it for like a week. Yeah. And I haven't got a hairy face. Yeah. Like and so any, what's the benefit of doing it? So by removing that peach fuzz and dead skin, it's like a little exfoliation yeah. and it means when after you do it and you put your products on like your serums and your gels, they absorb so much better into your skin because wow. there's not that layer of hair mm. blocking the penetration mm. of the yeah. products. Do you know what I used to do? So every time I'd have an event is when I used to go get it done because yep. the makeup artist the next day, yeah. I was in that Priceline runway show a couple of years ago and I remember the makeup artist was like, your skin is so amazing. Like the makeup is sitting so yep. nice. I was like, okay, this is really random, but I go to the <laughs> salon and I get this blading. I could never remember the name of it. I'm like, I get this blading done and it literally like is a razor kind of thing, like a blade, and it gets rid of the peach. And she's like, this is amazing. Like, it's the best ever. Your makeup looks so glowy. Yeah. Like, I'm fearful that I'll just cut myself or something would happen with it. Have you ever cut yourself? Or do you have to shave a certain way? The first, <laughs> No, we can't go up. No. Well, the I first time what... I ever did it, I cut myself because I didn't realise how the sharp yeah, it was. And myself. I wasn't doing it properly. Like, I, was, I had to watch a tutorial to know because when someone's doing it in the salon, it's different to you looking in the yeah. mirror trying mm. to do it. So you've got to just – Hold your skin like taunt and then shave down on a 45 degree angle, just like feather mm. strokes, and then you won't cut yourself. There's like little guards on the, yeah. the blade. Wow. It's so easy to use once you yeah. use it. And, and it's kind of like addictive because then you'll see all yeah. the little fluff on the blade and like put on the tissue and it's like it's yeah. really addictive. It's a grossly addictive. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if someone's listening and they've never used Bondi blades before, how many times a month would you use it? And can you tell us the top three benefits of using Bondi blades? Definitely. So I, well, it, it's a personal choice. Really. I do it once a fortnight. Yep. Some people do it every week, but the recommend is every 10 to 14 days. Mm-hmm. And the top three benefits you're going to get is, well, the, the main one is the product penetration. Mm-hmm. So your skin will glow better because mm. the products have penetrated. Your makeup is going to yeah. sit better. And it's a little exfoliation for your face as well. So you're removing all the dead skin. Mm-hmm. So you're you're going to just glow and look beautiful. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Do you guys have any product? Have you got any plans in the next like year, five years to bring out other products with Bondi Blade? We do. Blades. Wow. No, you're right. Yeah, we do. We've actually got some skincare coming out this oh my God, year. Amazing. Yeah, and a device. Um. So yeah. Oh my That's God. So expanding. Yeah. By mother, uh, Mother's Day will be the launch of the two. Like we're doing a gift set. Yeah. Um. The aloe vera gel and rose hip oil. We have got some of it here already. But yep. it'll go be available to the retailers to stock mm-hmm. by then as well. So there'll be a gift box for Mother's Day. Oh, my God, wow. yeah. When you Sorry, I've got another question about yep. uh, um, using the blade. Would you advise people to put an oil on 
before or just bare skin? Like if for Sarah, her skin now, would that be perfect base or does she have to put an oil on her skin? No, you'll definitely need to use like aloe vera gel or okay. rosehip oil or if you haven't got either of those things at home, any of your serum that you have, okay. uh, put it on your skin first so the uh, blade will glide smoothly. If you did it without uh, oh. dry, skin, dry skin, you would be at risk of cutting yourself. Mm-hmm. I know there are people that crazy, but they do yeah. dry shave. Oh, I, I, my I would have. Yeah, that's why I, I, I knew. Oh, yeah. I, that's why I asked the question because I knew you'd be thinking that. And there's yeah, probably definitely. people listening being like, yeah. yeah. Good question then. Can you use it anywhere else on your body? You can. You can use it on your moustache. I'm hairy on Eyebrows. You so can tidy your you eyebrows. Supposed, oh, so yeah. Are you supposed to theoretically just do like along your jawline and your cheeks then? So you, I do my forehead. I do yeah. my whole face basically. Wow. Because so, yeah, okay. there is hair all over your face. Yeah. Uh, I, don't do, it's not, I don't think it's really on your nose. No. But, yeah, I do it all around my cheeks, forehead. And you can do down your neck. A lot of Muslim women will um, do it all the way down the neck because especially when they're getting married, they oh. have to wear um, a high neck and they, they shave all down their neck because you've got your, your vellus hair goes all the way yeah, down it does. Yeah. as well. So uh, you can use it for that as well. Huh. Uh, and another little place that's good uh, to have is keep it in your handbag when you're at the beach. Really? For any strays. Really? Oh, good oh. idea. Because yeah. you know the harsh light oh, of day. Oh, the worst. Yes. That actually and happened a few months ago. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, or even just, you know, when you're in the car, that the light from the mirror yes. in the car is the best spot to do little touch-ups. Yeah. Um, or if you get the, I call them, I get a few now at my age, little, I call them the, the, long the hairs. granny hairs. Yeah. yeah. And you don't notice they're there until you're in the car and you go, oh. Yeah. So, yeah. So true. And yeah. I, I also find you said about the eyebrows, but sometimes around here, because I'm quite hairy too, I between eyebrow waxes, yep. if you just tidy up, and people listening can't see what I'm doing, but tidy up around the eyebrow where the in between the temple and the eyebrow, is that what you would say? Yeah, totally. It amazing. looks like you've had your eyebrows done. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just have to be careful. Like don't go so, so close to your brows because you might nip your brow. <laughs> my your threading lady might be happy. Might come out, out on the weekend like with yeah. a nally slit in my eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, well, do you have any other questions? No, I'm so fascinated. I'd, I want to try it. Yeah, and I really, your story is really like, it's actually really inspiring. So if anyone's listening and wants to start a business, um, you've definitely got really good tips and hints. And Thank you so much. Yeah. They should follow you on TikTok. What's yes. your TikTok handle? It's Clark 82 Yeah, cool. And your website? Is bondiblades.com. Perfect. And we'll put all that in the show notes as well yeah. so people can click. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming over. It's yeah. been a pleasure to have you at home. Yeah. Thanks for great. putting this face on. I know. On yes. Yes. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.